Oh my god, his ass now. <laughs> you have to be fast on the track. I hate that guy. This race can change the rest of your life. Those absolute clowns. We're at 15bmx.com. Go on, do my best, and whatever happens there, it's good. My butt'll got stretched a little bit. And I got a tight little butt. Look, I'm about to light this shit up. Coffee chatter live. Where are you guys at? Oh, Canada! Coming out of the answer tent right now. Pop dog millionaire. Let's make some noise, Tori Nighthog. Whoa! Show 188. It's the Houston recap show. I'm multitasking right now because I'm uh, currently posting the, the link. Um, but yeah, Houston, Houston recap show 188. It's not a, it's not a review There's the preview. And then the recap, like we all know, um, a lot of shit to talk about this weekend. We have some good action in the pro classes. We all froze in Houston. For those of you people that were there, we'll, we'll talk, we'll get into it. We'll get into that because there was quite a few people who, who weren't there that were making comments. We'll, we'll address the comments. <laughs> Yeah. One thing is for certain, ProGate Europe, we know winning starts with a great gate, don't we, James? Oh, my gosh. It starts with an absolutely fantastic gate. You know, if you look at Houston's facility, it's pretty top-notch. Everything from the way they've laid it out with, you know, other disciplines of riding, pump tracks, everything around it's top-notch. The hill, the back of the hill, the staging area, top-notch. They obviously went with the most top-notch gate you can get. That's a ProGate Europe. Not only did they get one of them, they have one on their Supercross. They also have a ProGate Europe on their 5-meter hill. It's incredible. They know what they're doing. They're not going to build a facility as nice as that and then go out and just get some, you know, rinky-dink Davenport, Iowa homemade gate. Like, that's just not what they're going to do. They're going to get the top of the line. The best part about all this, you could have the same gate they have if you just go to ProGate Europe and tell them Coffee Channel said to you. Can you imagine they build that facility and they don't have a pro gate on it? Like, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think people would go there as much as they do if that was the case. What a joke that would be. Imagine they just have some shitty gate on the hill. People would be like, what the hell are they doing? So you guys know every, every brand new track that's being built, every facility, there's a gold standard. There's things in life that have a gold standard. The gold standards of gates is a pro gate Europe. Why would you not get your track on? We need to address the cold weather in Houston before we talk about anything else. Because... Houston, Texas was the coldest place on the planet Friday and Saturday of this past week. <laughs> I don't understand how that's like that place can be so hot in the summer, but I don't even like, I'm not even like going to argue with it. I understand it was probably absolutely freezing. It was absolutely bone chilling cold. Like we're talking, it was a very damp cold like very damp because Houston's really humid, obviously. Okay. And it was windy. So it didn't matter how many layers you wore. I wore, so the problem started because I didn't pack enough clothes. <laughs> Go, continue, that's continue. Where, that's where my problems really started because I packed a couple hoodies and then I was going to pack a down jacket, but I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to need a down jacket. And then I wasn't even going to get this. I wasn't even going to bring a jacket. And then I was like, oh, I'll bring like, I have like a, I don't even know what you call it. Like a zipper jacket. It's kind of like a, it's like a down jacket. It's not, not a down jacket. Kind of somewhat down jacket, but it's lighter. Like it's a windbreaker. Like wind it's, 
It's a type of jacket you wear over a hoodie when it's cold, but not like really cold. Okay, like wind, windbreaker material. Kind of thing. Okay. Okay, whatever. So that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm wearing Friday at the track. Okay. I am freezing my balls off in the stands. So we're like, talking we're like talking, t-shirt, hoodie, jacket. We're talking t-shirt, t-shirt, hoodie, jacket. And I'm pretty sure I put on another hoodie on Saturday. So I think I was wearing two hoodies. <laughs> No, dude, it was freezing. It was freezing, and I was shivering. Dude, that night, my traps were sore, and I was wondering, what the hell? Why are my traps sore? It's because I was shivering, and I was, like, uh, flexing my traps all day. Unbelievable. So, you know, so then the next day, yeah, I was staying with Graham. So, shout out Riley Graham and his family for taking care of me. Had a wonderful time, wonderful family. Shout out. So, I was like, I need to borrow a winter jacket. Like, what I had, what I had today didn't cut it. And so they, thankfully, they obviously, they have a bunch of jackets. They gave me like a heavy duty winter jacket. Okay. So I'm thinking, oh boy, I'm set. So I'm loaded up at this point. I'm wearing all my clothes. We're talking shirt. We're wearing two hoodies <laughs> and we're wearing the winter jacket. <laughs> Damien Lacombe also, I was hanging out with Damien Lacombe a lot. He was staying with Riley Graham as well. Nice. Okay. He lent me his beanie to wear too, because I didn't have a beanie or toque or whatever you call it. Toque, we're Canadian. You're, I mean, you're yeah, still yeah, in toque. your blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so he lends me a toque and I get to the pits and I'm just, it's the crack of dawn, obviously, you know, as, as you know, it starts early yeah. Saturday and Sunday. So I post a measly little Instagram photo just, you know, with the, with the caption on my story. Oh, Houston, Texas, the coldest place on the planet right now. <laughs> I, check my, I check my DMs 30 minutes later. We're talking 30 messages from people all saying roughly the same thing. There was a bunch of, dude, you're from Canada. Have you forgot your Canadian roots? Oh, dude, it's like minus 10 here. I was like, I don't give a fuck how cold it is where you are. I'm telling you, it's not as cold as where I'm at at right now. So I talked to um, Sarah Hickey and Chris Mitchke, who are great Canadian people. They live in the Edmonton area, as you know, and many people know, um, which gets bitterly cold. Like we're talking, it gets minus 20 to 30. Uh, where they live in the winter, they both told me this was a worse cold. Sarah told me this felt colder than that. So you people <laughs> that are messaging me, you didn't experience what us people experienced in Houston at the track. I don't get how it's possible for it to feel and be that cold, especially for the Mitchkeys who they live in a frigid place. We're talking Arctic tundra. Yes, it's incredible. But it's, it's, it's just that damp cold, dude. It seeps inside your bones like people don't understand. I... I got to say half the problem is you go there not expecting it to be cold. That was half that was a big part of the problem for like, sure. I yeah. bet you if you, if what would, do you know what the temp, temperature actually was? Probably like 5 Celsius. Okay, cuz like you go I go to the track when it's 5 Celsius here. Okay, so that's yeah. let's say what 40 degrees Fahrenheit that's not actually accurate, is it? Fahrenheit? Yeah, about about, about that, 40. Yeah. Okay. It's probably like yeah, around that. So if I do that, I'm like I'm dressed and prepared. I have long johns on. Mm-hmm. I have like a long underwear top you know undershirt and then i have like a jersey a hoodie and like a vest maybe so i'm well prepared there's no chance you had long johns on i would like a thermal no. layer underneath top so it just turns into the it literally turns into the coldest place on earth and it, you know what like the thing with the damp cold and the wind it doesn't matter how many layers you wear you're just gonna be cold the whole time it's incredible somehow as soon as it gets in you're completely screwed there's no ch- there's no no getting rid of it once it's in there is no getting rid of it whatsoever and there's a very big difference between a dry cold and a wet cold. I got to say though, I was so happy. I wasn't racing like those, those are, 
those are the times when I'm just so extra thankful that I don't race anymore because that would have been horrific sitting on the hill in that weather and the wind. Dude, I, I, I can't, I must have been the first day, the boy, the guys were up there on the hill at night. Something was going on and they're waiting to run their race. And I was just thinking like seeing your tweets, seeing all that, knowing there how cold they would be. That's a sucky yeah. time when you're having to wait to, to go. You've already taken the coat off, the hoodies off, the jacket, whatever you got up there is off and you're waiting and then they, they delay and you're like, what are we doing? We need to go now. Like I'm about to freeze. Everything's about to go frozen. We need to go now. <laughs> in a way, I kind of, um, I kind of liked racing the cold because for once we always train in Canada, obviously. So like we were used to it. Yeah. And it's kind of like you just you it's it's unpleasant, but you warm up in your jacket. Then at this at a certain point, you just like fuck it, take it off, and then you just run it freezing cold. And you just gotta you just gotta like man up and do it. Kind of, but you're I mean. Dude, it's chilly. Your nipples get get cold Dude, when you take the hoodie it's off chilly, and you start going full speed. It's kind of like you just got to be <laughs> tough and do it. Pretty honestly, though, kind of, yeah, yeah. It's like the football players that they're playing in snowy conditions. They're just wearing short sleeves. That's, that's badass. That's just a joke. I don't know how they do that either. That's fucking badass. Yeah. Dude, I used to ski race back in the day. Half the reason why I quit was because I'd get I hated the cold. And if you're ski racing downhill, you have your jackets on. You rip that shit off right before you go. You fucking rip down the mountain. And if, if somebody doesn't bring your gear down right away, you're just sitting at the bottom, just freezing your ass off for a while, waiting to get back in your your big jacket and pants. Yeah. Like if I could choose to always have like five degrees Celsius or 35 or 40 i would pick the 35 to 40 all day you pick 35 to 40 that's 100 percent. that's uh, hot even okay so if you weren't racing would you still pick 35 to 40 i had a debate with somebody today about this that obviously 100%. to a certain point you can dress for the cold you can't dress for the heat meaning like you can't wear less layers to it at a certain point they just you're still gonna be hot but at least when it's cold out you can put a few more on and you might be warm that is, it is true, but I hate the cold. I'd rather yeah. have it hot weather than sit in AC if it's hot. I don't know what my limit would be at, because I think 30, 30 to 35, I'd take all all day. Once it gets yeah, over, yeah. over 35 is when it starts to get almost like really hot, too hot for me. But I don't know what temperature at the bottom I'd have to go to in comparison. Because anything under five yeah, for, to me is awful. And for our American listeners, basically like you choose to always have it 40 or 100. Basically, yeah, yeah. You need to be our, my conversion guy now. Basically, you're, you are. You live down there. <laughs> I speak both languages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was, I was really wanting some Texas barbecue also. First night I get there, we go to Raleigh's house, just Texas barbecue spread. We're talking ribs, cornbread, the whole deal. Fuck, it was good. Like mouth-watering wa- mouth meat good. The absolute works. Oh, it was so good. I, <laughs> Texas barbecue is incredible. Do they have a, an item, like a, an option on the menu where, you know, like we, I relate this car wash all the time. You go to the car wash, that bottom thing on the car wash where you get little of everything is just the works. I want to go to a place like that Texas barbecue and just get the works. Give me everything you got. Yeah, it's so good. Like when you're in, the, <laughs> when you're in those kinds of places, you got to go with the local cuisine. That would be, that just sounds amazing. Um, want to give the answer boys a shout out to answer BMX S squared, get yours today. Interesting. They had, um, hot coffee set up in the mornings so get to the track at whatever six or seven a.m whatever time it is freezing cold and they just have a hot of or a pot of piping hot coffee on the on the table if there's one thing that's going to get you through a cold morning especially one at the track it's it's a nice cup of joe yeah good on yeah. them good on the freezing in the in the chairs just drinking hot coffee it's just <laughs> glory i feel like that thing was just on repeat probably all day long too like that thing just doesn't stop percolating no, I mean, if there's one thing like BMX parents and BMXers like, it's um, 
piping hot coffee. It's really, too, it's really too bad you're not like just a little bit of a drinker. You start throwing a little bit of alcohol in there and it would warm the inside up just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Dip a little Bailey's in there. What yeah. Do you think? yeah. <laughs> um, it was fun too. Got to obviously watch a lot of racing, coach my riders. Shout out to Mackenzie on her first elite women podium and um, Sean McClaskey making the Vet Pro mains both days in his debut. Stoked for them. Killed it. Um, yeah, they killed it. Um, I got to hang out with um, actually Lexi Colby's mom quite a bit, watching racing the first day and then Neek's mom the second day. Nice. And it's just kind of interesting. It's fun to hang out with some parents of the pros and just, I don't know, because my whole life I was racing whatever in pro and didn't get to like mingle with the parents in the stands. But it's kind of fun to see it from the other perspective, from like the parent perspective, watching the kid. It's it's cool, actually. And they're both obviously like really nice moms. I've known Neek's mom a long time and that was the first time I met Lexi's, but really enjoyed hanging out with both of them. Did you pick up any of the differences they saw compared to what you would be seeing? Maybe having a more racer background? Good question, actually. It's a tough one. I tough think to remember more, at this point, I feel like. Yeah, I think more it was just like, is interest just obviously they're cheering and they're like, oh, you know, tough lap. And they're just so supportive of the rider, which, which of their uh, son or daughter or whatever, which is yeah. cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool when family, like, when parents can come out and watch. I feel like the older you get, once you get to the pro races, a lot of times it's hit and miss of family members there. You might get a couple riders with family there, or maybe one family is fortunate enough they can come to a bunch of them. But you don't get every like all the parents all the time. Like when you're a kid, if when we're kids and we go out at the races, every parent is there all the time. So yeah. yes, yeah, different. It's funny. At the end of the day, everyone's just a BMX kid, whether you're pro or amateur, as a, as an actual kid, whatever. Like your the dynamic doesn't change a whole lot. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's pretty true, eh? Yeah. I, I did see too, and then you we were going to talk about it, but JC was there. Jason Carnes. Yeah, got to hang out with Jace quite a bit, especially the first day. He even brought me up. I was, dude, I was getting coffee from everywhere. He even brought me a coffee <laughs> in the afternoon. <laughs> what a guy. Oh, uh, and I got to say, so the first day I was talking to Eric, um, Eric Rowe, one of the, one of the dads for on answering S squared. We're talking behind the trailer. All of a sudden he gets smoked in the face with a Nerf football. Wait, who did? Sorry. Like knocks his hat off, knocks his hat off everything as we're chatting. Was this Jason? The, sorry, who? No, Eric, he's a dad on the okay, okay. Squared. Yeah. We're talking yes. behind the tent. He gets fucking smoked in the face by a football and gets his hat knocked off. And I'm just like, look, look to my right. And then a kid, obviously the kid threw it, was was trying to throw it to like three of his friends that were close by us. And then I was like, guys, like, come on, guys, please be careful. And then he felt bad and whatever. But yeah, that was something. Um and <laughs> A few hours later, I was walking and I got smoked in the leg by another football. So I was just a magnet. That's a bad place to be. It's a bad place to be in the pits when the kids are have energy of throwing balls around. There's no scooters because of the gravel there, which is kind of good, I guess. But I mean, you got to yeah. you got to watch out for flying debris at all times. Flying debris in the BMX pits. You know, it's like you're standing out there. It's fair game. You're going to get hit with it's, something. You, you got to have your eyes on a swivel. It's not it's not you're in their territory at that point. There was there. I had a few people ask me as well where the palm dog was, why the palm dog wasn't there, including Eric Grindle on the mic on uh, on Sunday. Shout out Eric Grindle. Right um, but yeah, I had a lot of where's palm dog questions. Well, I like to hear that. It's a perfect I can perfect segue. I can give a shout out to uh, my firefighter R forty three class because one of the boys Paddock is in the chat right now. He said he wanted to come in the chat and get a shout out. So I told him I'd uh, give no him way. one. So cool. I'll give him to him now. But uh, that's where I've been. That's where if anybody cares to know. Just, I got a week and a half left in my firefighter school right now, which is 
going amazing. A lot of fun. Oh yeah. So got to finish that up. And then my first race back will be Rock Hill. Cause what is it? It's, uh, Oldsmar is what? It's not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. So it'll be a little yeah, soon for yeah. me to be back in the gate racing with everybody, but give myself a little time after school's done and get back in the gate for Rock Hill. Yeah. Phoenix this weekend, then Rock Hill next weekend. Yeah. Your boy's um, just out here putting out fires, all right? So uh, I need a little time to get back on the bike, get back into the swing of things. Not figuratively, fucking literally. Legitimately running into a building, putting out fires. Not a big deal or anything. Just firefighter life. Did you, did you catch any of the live feed on the weekend? Yeah, I didn't get to watch full, full live stream action the first day on Friday. Was busy during the day, obviously, but watched the replays back. I watched the racing, li- the mains live because they ran in the evening. Um, and then same thing kind of with Saturday, just kind of kept up to date with what was going on and then watched the the last couple of races live. Dude, we got a lot of action to break down. There was some excitement all around, like from, yeah, from gotta, yeah some controversy yep. to some, some beefs yeah. to some wild races, good passes, a lot of passes, dude, a lot of passes. Yeah. So I'd say, let's start with the track overall. So honestly, I talked to a lot of riders, but what they thought about the track, the consensus was not many people liked it, to be honest. And obviously I haven't ridden it, so I don't know from a rider's perspective, but most people didn't like it. And I think a lot of the things people were saying, well, for one, it's long, it's tiring. But besides that, I think a lot of the jumps didn't mm-hmm. flow. And they said a lot of them were just kind of weird. And you can kind of tell, like, especially on the guy's second straight, or when you took a closer look at it, the way it was lined up to the straightaway, it was a little weird. Like you can't use the far left of the pro section because you, yeah. you literally just like physically can't get can't get over there you come out of like turn it's like you'd have to take a left turn to get there to get over there it's just a waste of time energy and then you still have to get back back again for the turn so it's like wasted space almost unfortunately and it doesn't look like it's like right at the corner so it's lined up a little weird um the third straight i mean from a viewer standpoint looked kind of technical as well i mean not overly technical but decently technical for rhythm section Mm -hmm. but all that said for racing i thought it was really good like all that aside you could pass anywhere, like any corner, any straightaway. It's wide open. There's a lot of moves, first turn, second turn, third turn. I mean, there's a lot of passes on the last straight. I think in terms of fairness, I think it's very fair for racing. Like besides the, yeah. on the cross on the first straight, it's tough from the outside for sure. Because it you, you clear the cone on the jump into the first corner and you can just take a right-hand corner. Yeah. Like a right instant turn if you're on the inside but like besides that i thought it was really fair for racing and really good actually it seems like it makes like there's a few turns like the first one line selection in and throughout the turn is really crucial because you see the first day i it seemed like cam we're not getting into it yet but cam was blocking a rider on the outside he got caught with space on the inside for somebody to pass him there because the turn is just so wide it's so long it's so big there's so much room on the inside you're like how low do i need to go do i need to be going low it just almost feels like you don't you shouldn't be able to go as low as you can, but there's an acre of space down there. That's there is an like. acre. And it looks like it's hard to use because it's flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very flat. And then you finally hit the bank, and then it seems like the bank is big, bumpy, and the guys are... It feels like they're in the turn for a long time. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does, yeah. and I, I think the second straight was tough. The first day, because I'm pretty sure there was a headwind. Yeah. And you know, always with, with the case pads, sometimes I think some guys have trouble trouble really targeting a landing and kind of land on top and lose speed. So I think some guys are struggling with that as well. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people were dropping the back end in the turn, probably because of the wind yeah. being cold. They're not, you're not going as fast as you normally would. And just the jumps, there's not a whole lot of flow going on. In those jumps doesn't look like. 
And I'm not a huge fan of being able to get two pedals at the bottom of the hill before the first jump. And this one you could, like a lot of the guys were doing two pedals on the concrete. And I just, mm, there's nothing wrong with it. I think preference wise, I think it's better just to have one. I don't know why I think that. I, I just prefer it or even none, but that's maybe just me. Yeah, I think the standard and always just been one. It's like, why well, have the space for two yeah. when you could make it one and then maybe get another jump in there instead? What was my thinking? Yeah. It's, I don't know. Just, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of two pedals at the bottom. It seems yeah. very, it's weird when it's that far from the hill. Like it almost, yeah. I don't know if it's more safe. I don't know if it's more unsafe if that's it, but. Yeah, who knows? Uh, that last turn though makes it really interesting. We're going to get into that action that I'll brood up in the the elite men's second day two final. Um, All right, let's just jump. In. Let's you want to just, just jump let's fuck it. it? Let's just jump right in. Let's jump into it. That was Holy fucking smoke, awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, just a laugh out loud, funny thing to watch from a stand from like a viewer standpoint. I mean, everyone loves the drama. That's, you know, yeah. it's you know, it's like it's. I mean, it's not funny, but like so obviously. We'll get into what the crash or whatever, uh, Isaac and Cam. And then obviously they're they're like pointing and probably swearing at each other, or whatever. And Neek's just on the ground. And I didn't at first I was like, why is Neek on the ground? Like he he didn't even crash that hard. Yeah. And then I watched the video. Dude, he fucking ate shit. Like straight over the bars to oh, the face. Dude, he hit hard, man. Yeah, he did. And he didn't obviously have time to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was that was wild. I like I love. Drama is always good when you're not involved. Everyone knows that. That's just a constant issue. That's whatever. Seeing this little, what already, already seems like a rivalry from day one, Cam getting a sick whole shot, not the whole shot technically, but sick mm -hmm. start to get to Isaac passing him the first turn to then Cam kind of just hunting him down, the door being wide open and then going for a move, unfortunately taking them both out and then them just being face to face. Who knows? I want to know what they're saying, bro. We need somebody to tell yeah. us what they, what was being said. It's just, it creates so much excitement knowing that there's a little bit of a rivalry already in the season. Totally. From two I of the stars too, like two of the stars right now. I would have loved to know what they were saying. Just fuck you. No, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you doing, man? Yeah. It's probably something like, if I had to guess, probably, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to fucking win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I mean, I saw the pass, like, I think you tweeted, I got to say, first off, worst possible timing to ever have a camera swap. Oh my God. Can you, is there, has there ever been in live streaming history, a worse time to switch camera angles? It's like, you got unlucky. I will say that it was just incredible how perfect it was that as soon as they were bumping and about to crash, it went to the camera that seemed to be the furthest thing away in the world. Oh yeah. Just, just brutal. <laughs> Couldn't see a damn thing. <laughs> um let's let's start with the move from my perspective i i think it was totally fine i mean isaac yeah. isaac went really wide in the corner to be honest like he went way outside he entered like almost on the chalk i think um on the left side of the corner and cam was really hunting down the third straight and catching up to isaac and then he obviously just went on the inside and went for it and i think isaac saw him and tried to carve around him i mean i think there's a good possibility that if the situation was reversed and cam went outside isaac would have jumped inside and done the exact same move yeah, so i yeah. i think I think it was fine. Like they're both just going for, going for the win. There's no problem at all. Yeah, I'm the same way. And it's it's going for the win. Like first off, it's going for the win in an elite men final. A lot yeah. of you're not going to sit back all the time and take a second, especially when you're a guy that can win. Um, I saw a lot of debates about it, like people saying different sides of it, taking both people's sides. And I, I was actually felt like I was able to see both pretty well. 
Isaac went really wide. The door was wide open. It seemed like for Cam. Yeah. Cam was hunting. He wanted it. He went for it. Um, I think knowing that turn and probably knowing it's, I mean, it is a little slippery, um, mm-hmm. that I think Isaac was being smart thinking that, okay, if at least if I go a little wider, I'm not going to slide on the turn. I'm avoiding that, but that's what happened. Like you leave the door open at the same time. I think, I think the contact was necessary for, for Cam to really make that stick. Like he was going to have to slow up and like, if he was going to cut under, he was going to be slowed up by the top of the turn. There was going to, they were going to come together at one point. Um, and at that point, you just got to hope that you can basically hold strong, take the hit, move on and keep going. And it just didn't happen. Like, I think that's, that's the risk you take in Cam's perspective. So there's risk on both sides. I see like why you'd go for it, why Isaac would kind of leave that open. And that's just racing. Like that was a clean racing move before. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they're both top dogs in the class too. So they just want to win and beat yeah. each other obviously. And just, um, and both for the title, yeah, yeah. Two alphas and you, for sure, you're going to need wins like in that series to win, to win the title. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's also the thought process, like, you know, you could just take second and whatever, take the prize money and bonus and move on. It's not a bad score too, but it's like at the time, I'm sure you're obviously just thinking to win. So I think I I was seeing some people are saying you could have just let off and got second, but they just want to win. So you're not thinking about anything in the instance. You're just trying to win the race. And obviously if the move is open, like he clearly thought he could do it. Yeah. Yeah, we're both racers. We know when when you're yeah. when you're in a situation when you come out of that second turn, in your head, you always want to win. We're not like yeah. obviously you understand. It's, there's a some point in the race. Maybe it's in the last turn. Maybe it's right going into the last turn that you realize, okay, I need to take take this. But for that whole straightaway, I'm sure Cam's thinking is, I got a shot. If I can rip down the straightaway, let's see what happens. Let me get as close as I can. Let's see if the door opens up, make a move. And he's got. If any racer knows, if you see an open door, you. You're like a hawk. You just zone in on that and you're going for yeah. it. Like it's hard to, when are you going to turn back and be like, ah, actually, no, I think I should probably take a second. No, you almost go red. You see an opening, you're a racer. You're going to take that opening. The day you stop yeah, taking yeah. that opening is the day that you just stop being a, a competitive racer. And obviously, yeah, you know, once again, like you said, like people are going to say, oh, just, yeah, no, you can still be competitive. Take a second. It's like, dude, you got a chance for a win. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at a certain point, you don't care. You just you just see an opening, you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna win, and you just go for it. Yeah. So, I would good drama though. I mean, I think the yeah. series. I mean, it, it's sports better when there's this kind of stuff. Oh, it's so much better. And I like. I don't. I'm not like with the eyes that getting in his face a little bit. That's sport too to me. Like that's it's kind of awesome. Like there was yeah, they, it didn't it didn't go above yelling at each other. That's sport. Like that's like people, you know, hockey players, basketball players, whoever, football, you're yelling at each other after plays, between plays all the time. That's the only time yeah. in our sport we get to kind of get in somebody's face. Yeah. And obviously neither of them's gonna fight. Like no. there's a big difference between like yelling and swearing at someone or just like pointing at them and actually like punching them. Like that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Neither of those do that. So love it. I love it. Uh just yeah, oh, we're awesome. in for a treat. I hope I hope they battle a lot more this yeah. year. Yeah, I will I'm say, sure. and like you said too, it sucks for Nick. He was just a, a sitting duck at that point, had nowhere to go, and just, dude, man. Honestly, Nick had an impressive race day. So first round, terrible start, chopped instantly. I don't even know what he got. Like, I don't even know if he got last or it wasn't top four. Yeah. Slowly got better throughout the day, really uncorked one in the semifinal. And then in the main, like, I think he might actually be leading to the turn, but was on the outside and was, you know, clearly going to get on the box when he, um, before he crashed. Oh, no, wait. 
this was Saturday. Never mind. I'm thinking Friday. Well, let's talk Saturday because I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I actually heard through Robert that he looked like he was struggling at the beginning of the day a little bit. And I, when I okay. flicked, when I flicked it on uh, to watch the finals and I watched the final, it was like struggling. He just popped one off from eight. Yeah. So he was struggling at the beginning of the weekend and then he got better as the laps went on. And then, yeah, by Saturday too, he was going to get in the box also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was surprised how well he got out from eight for that first day to get out enough to be in the mix. Like he did. That's a, that's a short first straightaway. He popped one off. Yeah. He was on the gas after the first jump as always. Probably helped that he was riding in like negative five degree weather leading into that race. So, I mean, maybe the cold didn't hurt him as bad as the other guys. I don't know. <laughs> Dutch boy, Dutch boys used to it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, dude, that first race, I thought Joris absolutely crushed one to the king. Like, I thought he was about to take the lead to the king. And then from the bottom of the hill to the lip of the first jump, the other guys just had an edge on him, it seemed like. I don't know what what happened, why they got a little extra out of something. But, man, as soon as he gate dropped, it's like, oh, Joris got it. And then instantly, I was like, wait a second, nope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cam and Isaac. Isaac had some really good juice after the first jump. Like, Isaac's first straights already looked better than last year. He has some really good pull. Isaac did? Yeah, yeah. He was really fast on the first straight. Yeah, I mean, he was holding lane one for a lot of it, hey? That's what it seemed like. I, like I said, I didn't get to see everything, but... Yeah, and to me, even his starts look a bit stronger and improved. Like, he was gating with those guys, whereas I feel like last year it was a bigger difference between Cam and him, but he's really good and competitive now to the kink, which is going to be tough for those other guys if Isaac's a faster starter now with, and with a bit better of a first straight and just a little bit stronger overall, because he's still young, obviously. Yeah. Um, he's going to be that much harder to beat because especially the second day, like when he got, um, he didn't get out as well and got cut off or whatever. And Cam was ahead, got a whole shot. And he made that move in the first corner and just sliced right underneath him. Like Isaac has a lot of those tools where he can win on, on especially those types of tracks where you can make moves in the corners and like be shifty on the straightaways. Like he's going to be extremely difficult for those guys to beat. Yeah. Oh my God. He's, he's a racer's racer. He races like he's like Sylvan. I mean, doesn't matter where he is. He finds a hole, finds a way. And with that first straight, you're just going to be in better positions every time to be able to go for that win. Do you think, do you think that part of the, uh, I guess that's, it's not really the same. I was going to say both days, Isaac hit inside, Cam outside, Cam pop one off both days, more so on day two where he popped one off and then Isaac went under him. Do you think there was any frustration from on Cam's side? Just like, dude, like I'm getting out clean. Like I, I, this wins mine. And then just, yeah. Cause he's, he was, he was really pulling to his like, Fuck this guy. Yeah. Honestly, that's what I'm thinking. Like <laughs> I, this motherfucker won't get him. out of here. Come on. Just couldn't shake him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cam looked really good though. Like he won a lot of laps this weekend was really consistent off the start. Good pull fast on the track. He, good package overall. Like he looked, um, uh, very complete. It, the kids look dialed. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. The kids look really dialed. dialed. Like he came in looking like he's ready. Like he rode like he's ready to win and he is ready to win. He yeah. just didn't obviously. Yeah. Like that, man, they had a good battle that first day too. Even after the first turn, I mean, Isaac getting the lead. You had Joris there sneaking in under, under Isaac too. It looked like they were going to go toe to toe down the second straight. Obviously Isaac had the drive and then Joris is dealing with, uh, with cam on the outside. Neek slides in underneath in the second turn. Cam tries to high low Joris at the same time. Like it was just, it felt like, one of those races where people were making moves everywhere. Yeah. You know who was really pulling all weekend was Jack Davis. Dude. Jack fucking pulling the first day. 
You know, I'll combine you the, I'll combine the shout out, which I know we'll get to Jack. I'll combine it with Curtis too, because I know those boys are yeah. hang out together, train together. They were pulling, dude. Jack was flying a semi. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about Jack in a second. Yeah, I'll, I'll add on to that shout out to the Canadian boys. Dylan Tremel rode really well. I was impressed with his speed, and Curtis was great. Man, he was consistent all weekend long. Like good starter. Got in the main um, the second day in elite. I think he finished six or something. I mm-hmm. can't remember exactly. Um, and then he got second, I think, to Nick Adams, E23 on Sunday. Really good weekend. He was up at the front a lot of laps. Gates look good. Looks faster around the track, too. So, yeah, really impressed with Curtis. I was happy to see um, Canadian doing well in elite. Holding strong for the Canadian boys. Fuck yeah, baby. Let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, getting back to Jack, man, he's improved a lot the last um, few months, even since the Grands. Man, his starts were good. Had some really sick hole shots, like, from the outside, too. Uh, I think he's going to be a weapon this year. And I mean, it's good for Australia, like in terms of Olympics, they got him and Isaac now getting points. Like what a weapon combo that is. Yeah. It feels like they got the young stars coming through again. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's a beefy boy too. He can fucking push some, he can push the cranks. Yeah. And so I got to, <laughs> hang out, I got to hang out with him a lot at the answer pit this weekend. Just a, just an all time dude. Dude, Yeah. Last year was my first year again to do the same, hang out with him yeah. in the pits a lot more. And he's a lot of fun. Yeah, he's very professional about what he does, but likes to have a good time, enjoys it, doesn't take anything too seriously, goes about his business. It's awesome. Yeah, super nice guy. Just stoked to be in the U.S. racing pro too and living his dream. And I think the next few, because he's young too. He's like what twenty one or something. Twenty twenty one. Probably twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, probably around there. Something like that. I think he might have told me. I can't remember. Sorry, Jack, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to watching his progress this year and into next year, especially with the O show. And, you know, he just knows how to ride the best. He knows how to be on that answer, answer back, test square. He knows ride. you got to be on the best equipment. Yeah. You can't just be on some fucking random frame. He's got to, you got to ride the best. I don't know what bike he's riding right now, but it looked pretty blacked out to me. And I just thought it looked sick. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, uh, what else on, on the, the men's side of racing? Corbin getting a uh, win early in the season. Good to see. Even though, I mean, you know, you got to be in the right place at the right time. Just worked out for him. Who'd you say? Corbin. Oh, he didn't get a win. Diego did. Sorry, I thought Corbin. No, I was, the I was win. saying, Diego yeah, I thought you said Diego. Diego, yeah. But Diego won Saturday and Sunday. Dude, so did, did Diego race Friday? No, he didn't race Friday, and I don't know why. I don't, I don't I know. feel like he didn't know to sign up for Friday or something. I don't know why he didn't race Friday, and he just doesn't race Friday and comes and wins the next two days, which is unreal. Un- yeah, that is wild. So I actually, I haven't seen the UCI racing, like the UCI day. Yeah, oh. so Diego won, won the second day. Was, was yeah, he was fairly dominant and rode well. He he won a lot of laps and was up front most of the laps. I mean, he's he's, he's just legit. He can win anywhere, anytime. Like World Cup, USA, BMX, whatever. I think especially on Supercross. Yeah, dude, he flies. Kid, guy rips. And when he pedals out of the gate, I hate it because it looks like he's not even trying. Just one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet also. Oh, I'm just watching an incident that we'll get to talk about later. I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, he is He is a nice guy. Yeah, I don't really talk to him much, to be honest. I I mean, talk to, the only, yeah. Don't talk too much. Seems like a good guy. You know, one time, last time I was in Columbia, racing was canceled one of the days we were there. This yep. was like for that December, Las Luces. So he's like, oh, let's all go to a restaurant. Like, I know a good one. So like, dude, like 10 of us went. And then he paid for everyone. And people are like, dude, you're paying for 10 people? Like, people feel bad, obviously, because he's paying. For, and he's like, yeah, I invited you guys. No That's way. the type of guy. That's the type of guy he is, yeah. That's, there's a lot of respect for somebody who does that. 
Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, Joris, or, uh, getting to Corbin, though, Corbin looked good all weekend. Like we talked about in the preview, pot, ready to race, fouled up front, good starts. Was, um, yeah, just kind of like a staple, like he, like he is. Surprised he did as well as he did on the first day being so cold, you know? <laughs> not a cold weather guy. I don't feel like that guy's anything, but he's not a cold weather guy. I give him the hot weather all day long. Give him hot desert weather and he's untouchable. Yeah, seriously, though. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see. Um, Joris, I mean, it's crazy that a guy that can go 4-4 four, four on a weekend for most people would be great. But, yeah, Joris, yeah, average opening weekend, I think, for him. Yeah, he rode well. I think um, this guy's the front like Isaac and Cam and I think Neek, too. They just had a little bit more pace down the first straight. Yeah. Sec- I'd say second half the first straight. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching that... Uh, yeah, the main on day one back again. I still I look to the kink and I'm like, dang, I think Joris won by I think he won to the kink. And then at the he, landing of the first jump, he's in fourth. So as I think something was up. Maybe he cased the kink a little bit. Dude, he is so automatic from the gate to the bottom of the hill. It's crazy. Oh, it's incredible, like, isn't it? You just watch him and practice the racing. It's just the same every time and just accelerates through people. Yeah. It's impressive, dude. It's so impressive to watch. It's it's like just so ingrained in him. You're like, he could never mess up a hill it's, ever. Uh, I want his gait. <laughs> he's he's so efficient with his pedal stroke. It's um it's fun to watch. Yeah. I'm watching day two back again. Um, how about was it Stefan Heil? How about the German just oh, popping one Germans. off in the final? Dude, the Germans shout out, they were pulling. Like Stefan Heil was really fast. Julian Schmidt was quick. They all looked really good. Man, Stefan Howell felt like he whole, every time I looked, he was whole-shotting a moto. Crazy, dude. Guy's got some first-rate speed. Holy fuck, does he ever. Yeah. Yeah, literally, every time I looked over, he's just whole-shotting another moto. I'm oh, sorry. I'm look, Yeah. I get caught up in this in these shows when I these days I have my computer open. I'm looking at everything. I'm watching things as we go, making sure I'm not missing anything. And then I'm start, I start reading a comment about the open door not being open. And I'm just like... <laughs> The person who said this is not a racer, like they they don't actually race, and I'm just like I, I watch it back. I see an open door. I don't know about you, I see an open Where? door. The the move on, on the second day between Cam and Isaac. The whole the whole fucking turn was open. Who's I know. It wasn't just because they say he got rid, he rode straight into him. I mean that's it's an open door just because he's right he into him. The, he, went the, he went on the inside and they hit. Yeah, yeah. he didn't cheap on anything. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Stefan is going to do well at some World Cups this year. He had yeah. some pace down the first straight. Yeah, Pat, he had a really good showing at Papendal last year. Um, I don't know. If, I don't want to say that was his first World Cup final Papendal. I can't really remember now. Wish I knew. It's what we do on this janky show. Don't remember all the stats. But Cheddar facts. He's got some pace, though. So um, cool to see. Cool to see. Good to see my guy, Carlos Ramirez. Hung out with him a little on the weekend, said hi and whatnot. His dad was there. I don't know what was going on, but he was getting filmed the whole weekend by like a Canadian film crew. So I don't know what was happening, but yeah, there was a, he was getting filmed for something. So like, when I, was? I went over at one, Carlos Ramirez. So I went over at one point to like, I don't know, we just like hugged and said, what's up? And I was talking to him and they were just filming us talking. I don't know if it's like a mini documentary or I don't know what's happening, but something's going on. I love that. I can't wait. Give me all the content. Yeah, so I might make a cameo on whatever whatever he's got going on. You do a professional sit down like the Netflix series, you know, blank background. You just walk into frame, Torin I hug. We, we do the classic, like you know, like dap up, whatever. It might it might look really cool on a documentary. What kind of dap up are we talking? Are we talking a full like 
you know, like what's this one called where you just like do yeah, that? You just, yeah, you got to dap up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We dapped it. How dapped was each it? Other up. It was clean. Was it clean? It was <laughs> That's huge. It's really clean. You could totally tell it's two old bros just happy to see each other. <laughs> it's, it's legit. So you might see the cleanest dap ever. That's cool to see. I like it. I look forward to this content. I want to see it. Um, so I think he's he's kind of racing himself back into shape, come back from injury and everything. And he's going to keep getting better. That's cool. How did he look on the new bike? Good. I think he's just lacking a bit of bit of power on the first straight. Didn't quite have his race legs underneath him, so I think he'll be I think he'll be better in Oldsmar even. Yeah, okay, even that's so. good. That's um, I think that it's a good move for that brand to pull him on board because he's a stylish rider. He looks good on the bike. Looks good when he's riding, and I think the bike itself looks a little different. Looks a little weird. It's very weird. Just very weird. Plain and simple. So you get a guy <laughs> yeah, like him on it, and it's it is really weird. It is really weird for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm not like a huge bike. I'm not a huge like bike guy in terms of like uh, geometry, how it's built. But yeah, I, I even looked at that. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. So good on them to get him though. He'll help the brand help the look for sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Just, yeah good, good for them. For sure. um, was it the semi or semi day one or the final day one? Uh, Eddie had a, what looked like a big get off. Let me well, check. Let I, me check back now. Why can't I think of his crash for some reason? Uh, it was the semi. He didn't race the second day, and then he. I was talking to him briefly after pro warm up on Sunday, and he yeah. he just rode pro pro warm up on Sunday to see if he could ride, and then like, kind of get into training for Olsmar. He didn't race Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he did, but I, I for some reason can't picture it. Yeah, it was a semi. And it was so it was semi first day into the first turn. He must have. Oh. Did he, yeah. Did he catch his Holy ass? Did he butt scuzz or something? Catch his ass on the landing, or just get a little. I don't know, but it was out of the he blue. Went o- he went OTB to death into the first corner, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucking hit the deck hard. No, I, I do remember. I was surprised because he they showed him riding off, and I was like, God damn. That was a hit. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. I got to say, that there were some big crashes on the first straight, and I was always watching the pros and racing from the first straight because I like to see the gate. Yeah. And, dude, there was, like, big slams, like anywhere from the from the first jump to the second jump there were some big ones in practice racing some ones where you just hear like the helmet hit or scraping metal and it's just just a sickening sickening noise oh my god that's unreal yeah dude that's classic supercross and that's just sucks (laughs) the junior men on sunday um i think paul paul posted oh my god oh my god So I was watching right by the second turn, actually, at that point, up on that deck above the second corner. Holy fuck. Does that just not speak like BMX, dude? Like, just action sport. I was literally had my hands in my face like, oh, my God. Dude, somehow, I don't know who it was that flipped into the second turn. Like, OTB the jump. He seemed to get the best out of it because he got perfect backside. Yeah, he cleared it fine, just got up and finished the lap, and everyone was everyone was fine. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah, everyone is fine, like straight up. They were all good. Um, but yeah, that was gnarly. Holy fuck, that was scary. You put that in elite men mode. I think the guys, us guys are a little older that we're not bouncing back <laughs> so easily. The junior racing was good. I gotta say, there were quite a few fast juniors. Um, Cedric, like if we just briefly touched on juniors, Cedric was really quick won all his laps, was leading the main, and then Cutter went for moving the last corner, and they both ended up going down. But Cedric was really good, especially for a first-year junior. Super mm-hmm. impressive. First straights um, was really pulling. Cutter was good, too. Won a lot of laps all weekend. 
thought Andrew Rassi was also really impressive. Every time I looked over, I felt like he was whole shotting a lap. He ended up not making the main actually on Sunday, but overall he, he rode really well. He won the supercross open the first day. That's cool. Um, so there's some, there's some, um, there's some fast U S kids coming up in junior. Super exciting junior class right now. I think for them. I think so. And I think national champs for that class is going to be one. Oh, to watch. Dude, that's going to be heavy. Yeah. Um, Cedric, I mean, he, he looks like he's on another level out of the start, but he's got dude. some more competition now. I feel like with a couple of the older guys for the rest of the track and just in general. Yeah. But yeah, pull, like pull, we're talking pull down the ramp and like down the backside of the first jump, man, he was killing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, he rode well and Cutter went for a move and it, yeah, they just ended up going down. But um, those dudes are all going fast and I think they're going to push each other to, uh, to all improve too. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at Cedric's style. It looks a little different from what I remember. He's got a little bit of that, a little bit of a bar humpy, but like a Kai White-esque style being like a little taller. Kind of just reminds me of the way Kai kind of jumps and jumps and has his own unique style. They're very similar. Yeah, I'm sure he's grown the last two years too. And I yeah. mean, obviously your style will change a bit too. And totally. whatever. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, yeah, hell of a battle. That was a good last turn by them two boys too. Good try. Those guys are pulling. It's going to be fun to see them and like Maderano and um, I'm sure the fast Europeans and um, Jason, obviously for and oh, junior yeah. class. Yeah. The world. He was, he was there on the weekend, but he like uh, hurt his quad muscle, like in training. So he didn't race. Okay. Um, but seeing all those kids at the world is like, that's going to be a fucking good class junior men this year. Oh, it's so fun. It's such a fun class to watch. It's go so it. fun. Because there's so much pace, it's a bit looser, yeah. there's more blasting, there's more mistakes. It's like junior hockey. It's just exciting. All around. Excitement. It's a lot yeah. of speed, a lot of energy, a lot of passion, a lot of excitement. Some dude could get quartered or he could win. It's just you never know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who was it that won that day? Was that Matrano? I actually don't you know, know what's who a good won. Question. I actually don't know because I, I was watching Cedric and then Cutter, obviously. Um I can't remember who won. I think it was Thomas. Was it Thomas? I'm going to guess it was him just based off. I think it was, yeah. The color of the bike and the jersey and who's tagged in the video. Yeah. 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 I think yeah, it's cool. funny, like Thomas and Cedric, some of those guys, because they're racing their USA BMX class two. So they're going back and forth between the five meter and the supercross hill. That's kind of cool. Hey? That's fun. Yeah. That's yeah. probably one thing I guess we never really had to do. Hey. Well, when I was junior, we had to go back and forth gate cadences. So That's we had to go USA. Yeah, we had to go USA BMX cadence and UCI cadence. So, what would you, what would, you, what do you think is harder, going back and forth cadences or hills? It's a simple question. I'd much rather go hill to hill versus cadence. Yeah, yeah. Because cadence is completely mind fuck. At least the hill, it's yeah. like it's just different. You just you, you same gate, but then you're just dropping down the hill, jumping a different jump. And what about the guys that were slingshotting on USA BMX cadence that had to snap a random gate? Think about that. <laughs> that would have been brutal. <laughs> Yeah. Open it up beside one of them. Yeah. Oh. Um, getting to the w women's side of things, um, Elise and Felicia had some good battles on the weekend, didn't they? It was kind of, it was a little bit up front. It was the Elise and Felicia show bat battling it out, it felt like, which was really fun to watch. Before we get into Elise and Felicia, dude, Peyton, I gotta say, Peyton was going fucking quick. I think it's the fastest I've ever seen her. Awesome. Good pull on the first straight. Like she looks like she's improved her starts too. I think her technique looks better and she looks stronger down the ramp. She looked really good. Like I was really impressed with Peyton and how she rode. Um, not only on the first straight, but around the track too. She won the UCI day on Sunday. Um, she was really fast. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. she won the UCI day too. That's good. I mean, 
She moved to, uh, she lives in, in Tulsa now, I think, right? You tell me. You got to think that's, that's helping. Got to, th- I got to think. Like big yeah. first jump, you practice on a super cross hill all the time there. You go to somewhere like Houston, you're just ready for it. You're really prepared in the zone. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that almost doesn't, um, I almost don't factor that in enough, but like it really does matter where you train and the environment and the track and everything. Like, of course, if you're good, you're going to be good anywhere. But if we're talking little details at the elite level, it makes a big difference. It really does. I'm still a big believer, like going places to train, you get an extra edge while you're there. And I know she moved there, but it's still so fresh that her moving there is like giving her an extra edge all the time when she's training. Like I know personally, when I was racing the US series, I felt if I was in San Diego training, like on the supercross or even just on the normal tracks, I felt way better at the races than if I, if I was in Canada for a while, just because it's a little bit different and you don't get the same competition. Like in, obviously when you're training with a bunch of people and chew all the time, or whatever, I just felt so much more race ready every time. hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're living down there for a purpose. Everything you're doing is to be better yeah. just then and there. You're not worried about home life, doing other things. And then, you yeah. know, yeah, like you said, you're with the best at all times. So when you go to race, you just have more of them. It's not like it's new guys, you know? Yeah. But anyway, good work, Peyton. Awesome weekend. Hell of a job. Great job. And then, like yeah. you said, your girl, your girl Skittles. I mean, Kenzie, she she killed it. She was classic, like racer fashion on that first day to get that podium. Or got cut off down the hill, found space, found that inside line, and just drove it in there. Hey. Yeah, stoked for Mackenzie. Third on, um, yeah, third on Friday. Made the main Saturday, and then got third again on Sunday. Um, you know, it's funny too on Sunday, like she got third in elite women, but then technically she won U23 because they combine classes. It's funny how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's improved a lot down the hill and yeah, she's so good around the track, like such good skill, good track awareness. So I was really stoked for her to get her, get, get her first elite women podium. And yeah, she deserved it. Um, she rode really well. Like she made some good moves, good skills around the track. It's fun to watch people like her and some, you know, many other pros with good track awareness and good race sense. Like they just always know, know where to be and what move to make. Like you rarely see them very out of position, even if they're in fifth, it's like you can see them working their way through the pack. Whereas I feel like a lot of riders or some riders, they have a good speed, but they kind of don't know which line to pick. And they sometimes look a little lost, but like a really good racers always look like they're right where they need to be. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. I think it's. I think most people. I hope most people are able to see that because it's like I think to racers it's very obvious, and you know, the ones that do it well, it's more obvious to see that they're doing it well versus the ones that don't do it as well. Like it's obvious when you see yes, Mackenzie and like an Isaac, uh, a Sylvan. Just gonna say Isaac. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know they're always in a position where it seems like they're in the right spot to to either make a move, or you know just stay ready to make a move. They're always there in yeah. the right spots. And the ones that don't, it's like they have so much speed and it's, it seems like they can just never get going sometimes. Like we've all been in that position too. Like you, when you're when you're feeling it, it feels like you're always in a good spot to do something. Sometimes it feels like you're never in the right spot to get by somebody. You're always just running into the back of somebody into a turn. It's like, <laughs> but the ones that get it, they got it. And they, she's one of them. She makes, she makes it happen. And you ha- if you have that race sense and, um, vision it kind of frees you up because of course you want to get a good start and whole shot but you know if you don't you can still make it work mm-hmm. you're not one-dimensional racer which really helps totally. um so interesting little little tidbit here so we're hanging out with felicia was obviously in the answer pit all weekend yeah um it's she brought, get yours today. Brought up, yeah get yours today um she brought up an interesting interesting point um 
she was saying, how do I, how do I word this? <laughs> she was saying <laughs> with guys, you, you like girls at the same spice level that you like food. Do you think that's true? Hold the phone. <laughs> Say that again. She was saying, like, if you're a guy, for instance, and you're out, you're looking at a spice level of one to five. Say you like ordering your your food at like a two out of five. Yeah. Then you like like a you know a calm calm lady. But if you like if you just get like spite like food a spice level five out of five, do you like like a you know girl with a lot of spice and attitude? Do you think there's a direct correlation? She was telling saying there's a direct correlation. I'd never heard this before. <laughs> In what world is there a correlation between these two, Felicia? What are we doing? What do you mean? What's a, what's what spice level do you like? I'm going. I, <laughs> if I'm going, I get a two out of ten. If we're going out of ten, I normally go for two to three out of ten. I get three out of ten. It was like with my 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 first thought was well when I get Thai food like you know the Thai spot. That's down the, the first thing I thought of. I was like if I, yeah Thai food yeah. Three out of ten. That's what I like. So then the girl. So the girls that I'm dating are a three in the craziness scale. So I don't, it's not necessarily <laughs> We're talking spice level. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if the theory pans out, but that's what she was bringing to everyone's I'm, attention. I'm kind of curious about this, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, okay, anyway, so not the craziest level, but let's say, you know, I kind of feel like it should be craziest level. We'll go with spice level, spice like attitude level. So, oh well, spice attitude in the spice. I mean, mm. my my only re uh, correlation here is you and Sav. All right, Sav's got a little more sass than a three. I that's what I'm thinking. Sav if we're going on the sass <laughs> sass meter, sass Sav is like a you know six seven. <laughs> so I was thinking it's, it's definitely Sav's definitely not a three. So yeah. I don't think it's a direct correlation. No, I don't think so in that in that sense either. Um. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, back, back to racing. Felicia, she was saying, I think she had some injuries, so she's been training five weeks or something, she said. Um, yeah, she had one after Grands. I think she posted, I can't yeah. remember if she didn't, we're just spilling the tea, but there was an injury during yeah. post-Grants, yeah. So she was fast, obviously, but I don't think she quite had her best stuff this weekend, um, but still obviously really good and one of the top women there. We, uh, we have to break down our thoughts on the first day. I mean, I think there was a little controversy. I don't know how many people caught it. I know we caught it uh, over here on, in Canada on the live stream. Uh, second turn. Felicia, okay, so first turn, Felicia makes a move on Elise. Pretty darn good move. Gets underneath her. Looks like she's got Elise blocked completely. But then kind of in a very surprising fashion, kind of left the door open, in my opinion, down the second straight a little bit. Gave Elise a little room to to drive it down, down the inside, just a smidgen, but also forced Elise to be very, very inside. And Elise kind of jumped. Now, Elise jumped onto the jump into the second turn. There's a white line on that jump. I don't agree with the placement of the white line even a little bit, but Elise definitely jumps and lands very close to being fully inside that line. I didn't know this at all, to be honest. Yeah. So if you go take a look, oh, wow. I'm just looking at the pull BMX video right now. I don't, I don't think the line placement is at all in the right place. As soon as you take off that lip, that's free game to me. Like that landing is entirely free game. Maybe we need to get a female on here to give their opinion. This comes down oh, to wait. the same thing that happened to Laura at the Tokyo test event. But Laura got DQ'd for this. Are you watching the video now? 
watching the video now. Yeah. So the placement of the white line, I'm not there yet. Okay. I mean, if it's awkward. It doesn't really matter because if the white line's there, that's where it is, you know? Mm -hmm. Let me see. So they're going down the second plate. Laces on the inside. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right? And I mean, yeah, to be fair, she cut the white line. Yeah. So. And so the instantly we referred it back to, yeah, Laura in Tokyo. I mean, Laura, I can't remember if she was making a pass or how this happened, but she jumped to jump. The same thing. The chalk line was in a weird spot and Laura got DQ'd and that's UCI versus this is USA BMX. A little different, but that's at the same time, I was gonna say. at the same time, like the one standard in BMX is a line's a line. And we go inside the line. If you're battling, you get pushed around. It happens. But the one rule shouldn't be, I mean, can't make a pass going over the white line. Yeah, to be honest, she probably should have gotten DQ'd then for that. She yeah. landed on. She was pretty clear she landed on the inside of the white line. So yeah. the, the difference is, like, obviously in UCI, they really, they really nitpicky with that. Yeah. Um, so they, it'd be interesting to know if they would have called it. I, I think if there's an official in that corner, they probably would have. I don't um, think anybody probably saw it. Yeah, probably not. And especially but, because I think a lot of people would have thought in their head, why would there be a line there in the, in that sense? Like the landing's the landing. But in USA BMX, they, I think that it's, it's a lot slacker. Like, they're not going to call something unless it's pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I, didn't, I actually didn't know that. It's, yeah. It's kind of, yeah, well. Apparently, uh, so Eric Grindle in the YouTube chat says, for USA BMX race, that line doesn't matter. On UCI Day Sunday, it matters. Okay, well, there you go. That makes it all the sense. But why doesn't? I hundred percent that makes sense because at the USA BMX, that's a pro section is a lot of time is a option line yeah. decision maker, but still it's, I'm curious why the line wouldn't matter. Why wouldn't it matter? Yeah. Even if it's an option line, you, you can't swap back and forth on, on a decision maker. No, but if it's on the landing, it's one landing. So it doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Like you send it to the inside. Cause then by the time you touch ground, you're on the landing. It doesn't matter if you're like, way on the am side or pro side so yeah okay fair enough then that's fine i think Agreed. obviously if it's uci then she'd get dq'd probably but yeah well there you go well that kind of takes the fun out of that debate well there you go <laughs> thanks <Grindel. Atta> boy. <laughs> thanks grando <laughs> uh we're about to open a super interesting topic and just, <laughs> actually boys <laughs> uh at least i mean dude at least was flying too she came yeah. in in the hot form again, like like nothing changed it's from Grants. Imagine imagine that. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't really surprised uh, by any means, eh? No, but to be honest, I was kind of surprised with Delaney and Tegan. They both they both struggled this weekend. Um, I don't think Delaney had her best stuff. Like she it races in the past, like she's looked quicker to the first jump and been more up front. But I don't know, I don't know what it was, but it seemed like she was struggling a bit down the ramp. And um, same with Tegan, but I think Tegan. She hasn't raced. I don't think she's raced Supercross in a long time. I could be wrong because she had Correct. a bunch yeah. of injuries and stuff. So I, I would think it's probably that's probably was probably her issue, like getting comfortable in Supercross with people around. Like it can be can be difficult, especially when you've been off Supercross for a long time. But we were talking obviously before the race in our preview how we think Tegan has improved a lot and she's gotten bigger and stronger and really quick. And I saw a race in Vegas and completely agree. So I'm sure I'm sure she'll keep getting better and be um be up there in no time. Yeah, I think the same too. I think she made a post after two just saying pretty actually I, I liked her post. She was a little honest about just being in her head a little bit. I think she had maybe a crash um during the week, but was completely fine. Just got in her head mm -hmm. a little bit because yeah, she hasn't I mean, she's been here. I she's been here in Vancouver training, so I know exactly that she hasn't been able to get on the hill. We've been riding mm -hmm. the small tracks 
a lot. We've been going slow, haven't been hitting big jumps, so hasn't been able to yeah. get in on that at all. So first race, I just in my head, I see a bird just as a brush off. She's still in good form, seems like. So brush it off onto the next. I'm still buying Delaney stock. She just she just didn't have her quite her best stuff this weekend, but I'm still I'm holding. Hold the money. That's a good hold. That's a great hold. That stock is going. I'm up. holding position. Exactly. I'm holding position because I'm very uh, I'm very bullish on Delaney on the Desert Destroyer. The Desert. I love it. Love it. Good weekend. Um, racing. Good weekend. Yeah, second like weekend of racing. You know what? It seemed like a lot of guys were missing. I kind of felt that way. I feel like there were a few people posting saying that. I don't really know why. I don't know. Maybe it's like some of the main bangers that you expect to see, like the Sylvan or the Romaine or someone maybe weren't there. But other than that, it didn't feel like a ton of guys were missing. I don't know. So I had this conversation with Riley's dad back at their house, Riley yeah. Graham's dad. Blaine. Shout out, Blaine. Um, and we were both kind of thinking the same. It doesn't seem like that many people are missing. But then when you go through the list of like who was there last year, it's actually quite a few. So if you start with international, say, okay, Sylvan wasn't there. Jeremy wasn't there. Romaine wasn't there. Yeah. Those are people I can think of like off the top of my head. And then if you look at domestic guys, well, like Josh McLean wasn't there. Um, Souza and Jay Smooth weren't there. Yeah. Um, like Cam Moore wasn't there. Um, oh, I thought of someone else that wasn't there. Who, who was it? Who was it? Uh, Jesse Welch wasn't there. Like that's already like eight guys that are legit that weren't there. Good point. Okay. And those are eight guys that I can think of off the top of my head. And there's more. Yeah. Uh, but like, that's pretty substantial. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. A few more guys listed off than I kind of even thought about in my head. So I hear that. Um, think any, is there any good reason why? I think my theory is especially international people. It's like the Olympics are next year. People are starting to hunker down a little bit. Probably won't race as much USA BMX. They'll focus more on what they need to do to qualify. So I think that's probably the reason for, some of the international people, Florida boys, maybe they just want to, I don't know. They got a race like basically at one of their home tracks coming up. So maybe they just want to, yeah, they're just like, yeah, fuck it. Who cares about Houston? Let's just get ready for Oldsmar. Yeah. That'd be my long season. I think people are learning not to blow their budget in the first two rate, two races. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they just, yeah, didn't just, <laughs> just didn't want to go. I feel like the foreign, the foreign riders coming over, it definitely comes in waves too. Like we talked about that before. Mm -hmm. And like last year was a big yeah. wave. I think a lot of guys were coming. I think there's already a few a few of the French guys in Florida. So, like, they're making a trip out of that one. They know it's Florida. It's nice. It's hot. It's warm. It's sunny. All that stuff. So, I think you'll see more foreigners there. But it's a wave. Like, I think, yeah, they spent a lot of money there last year. They're not going to go all in right at the beginning of this year. Maybe they'll hit some later if they it's in the budget. They got the time. But I think main priority is just getting in their training, getting ready for the big ones, the World Cups. I think, I think Oldsmar is going to be really stacked, like many uh, World yeah. Cup. It's the old... The old Oldsmar. Yes, it is going to be <laughs> OG Oldsmar, 50, 50 dudes that are just all pulling. And you know what? For the old Oldsmar, our boy, the, the one deuce deuce, Alex Tugas, you know, Mr. Lane 8, he's the king of mm -hmm. Oldsmar, the old Oldsmar. He won't be there, but Ryan is going to be there. You know what? I think Ryan just takes over Oldsmar for Alex. I just want to see him be an absolute weapon on that first trick. Like, just start taking lane 7, lane 8, and just... Just take over where your brother left off, just horsing it down the first straight. Just start toying with people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to come a little closer? No, drop it. Line up outside in practice and just start dropping people. That would be unreal. Um, so I created a game for our show. 
Okay. It's called the five of five. It's called five of five. Okay. Five yep. questions. We have to name five things in each question. All right. Are we, are we going to play the game soundtrack or? Yeah, I was, I forgot about it to be honest. It's just what we do on this janky show, but give me a second here. Cause it's one of those things. It takes a minute to get going. All right, five and five. Ready? Ready. Name five BMX brands that no longer exist. Do I go first? Yes. I think you go and I'll just supplement it if you can't get it. Okay, I like that because you probably know more of this than me. Uh, Redline. I was thinking about Redline. I don't know. Yeah, no, I guess that's one. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's right. It counts. Um, yeah. Time. Clips. It's not BMX anymore, is it? It's time. BMX. Okay, I meant bike brands. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Bike brands. Oh shit. All right. Um, think of the OGs. RevTech. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, I don't know if this one counts. Free agent. Yeah, I count it. Okay, that's three. Yeah. Give me three. Give me three. Give me three. Give me three. Um. Fucking another bike brand, not in. Why? Uh, no, they're in. I think. I think that's a bike brand. <laughs> Extreme Team. They had a bike. It was called Extreme. I don't remember that one, but okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so that's. <laughs> put it on the board. Okay. Uh, hmm. Oh, UFO. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that was a that wild was also- bike. I was also thinking of like Nerve or Huffy or Giant or oh, Huffy, like Power Giant. Light, Power Light, basically. Yeah, they're not in it. Oh, those are good ones. I couldn't think of those. FMF, that was a bike. Oh, FMF. Yeah, that's a good one too. That was a weird one. Strength. That was a bike. Decoy. Oh, decoy. Yeah. Is like I think royalty. I don't know if royalty is around anymore. I think it's still around. I think uh, Yvonne's. I mean, there's still guys riding it, representing it. So I think they are just they're just in Europe though. Okay. Yeah, All right, next one. It. Name five tracks that no longer have a USA BMX national. Pro race national or just national in general? We'll go with national in general. National in general. Damn it. Uh, Lake Paris. Oh, good one. Yeah. That one doesn't have one, does it? No. Okay. Um, the Bee's Nest. What's the Bee's Nest? Uh, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. You mean Hornet's Nest? <laughs> that one. Hornet's Nest. Yeah, okay. Hornet's yeah. Nest. That one doesn't have one. Good one. Um, fucking uh, shit. <laughs> Where did the OGs go back in the day? Can I Wood- say one? Woodward. Uh, Woodward? I don't think they had a USA <laughs> Okay. Orlando. Oh yeah, I love that one. The yeah. Disney Cup, indoor, out, indoor or outdoor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cup. Fucking Disney Cup was sick, dude. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a cool race. Favorite one as a kid to go to. Um, what other ones do they not have? You got any more? I feel like they just changed the like the location just minorly. I can't think of it now. Um, think Tori. This, the, uh, no, that count. Roseville, Roseville, California. Oh, that was a standard. Hey, I remember hearing that all the time. That was a standard one. This one, is it coming back this year? I don't know, but Reno was a standard. 
I mean, it's back, so that one doesn't count. Okay. Um, Pacific Northwest, Redmond, Oregon. Is that I might still be on the schedule. Yeah. Um, that might that might still is. be on. Yeah, that might still be on. Yes. I got no more. I can't think of any more. Somebody else say one. I'll remember. But why can't I think of one right now? Should be there. Should be plenty more. But maybe it's there there's still one. a lot of races. Rockford obviously has one still. It's just not Colorado. A Grand Junction. Grand Junction. There you go. That's it. All right. Name five people who have medaled at world championships but haven't won. Medaled at world championships but haven't won. In elite classes, we're talking. Uh, medaled at world championships. Did he win? I don't want to say something and sound like an asshole. In elite. He said yes. It's elite. Mark Willers. Yep. Louis Brethauer. Yep. Auckland 2013. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's the first one that does yeah. that weekend. Okay, yeah. All nice, right. Let me nice. let me maybe I just work my way backwards instead and go the other way. Um oh. Oh, 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 oh. Uh did he get on the podium? Shit. Did Trey? Sorry, Trey White? Yep. And Kai White? I don't know if Kai White got on the podium. I can't remember if he, I honestly can't for some reason I've drawn a blank with Kai. Okay, pass. Has, but. Uh Johnny Long. Yep. Okay, how many am I at? One, two, three? Well, that's five with including Kai. Okay, we'll take Kai out. I'm at four. Give me one more. Okay. Give me one more, Palm. Give me one more. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I think Kai has, hasn't he? Has he not? We're gonna look Maybe like he hasn't. assholes. I think I got a silver somewhere. Uh, fuck yeah, I, I think he did got a silver somewhere too. I just can't think of where. <laughs> so we'll just we'll, he probably did, but let's just go with one more. Let me go with one more here. Let me hit you with one more. Uh I don't think he this guy got a world title in elite. Uh Yelly, Van Gorkum. Yep. Yeah, okay. Shoulder. Nice one. Yep. yep. Ding ding ding. Where's the where's the correct brother? Yeah. All right. Name five tracks in Texas. Oh, this is rude. This one might be tough. Rockstar Energy Bike Park. Oh, in, good one. In Ooh. Houston. DeSoto, Texas. DeSoto. Cowtown BMX. Cowtown, wow. Nice one. Um there's the I think there's the one in uh, oh uh central BMX in Pflugerville, Tanner's track. Tanner, one yeah. race in Austin. That's the one, yeah. That's in Pflugerville. Pflugerville. Say that five times fast. Central Texas BMX, yeah. Uh huh. There's one in Sandy. There's Lone Star BMX also. Okay. Stamp it. So that's five, yeah. Okay. Nice. Name five BMX tracks in Ontario. Oh, what an asshole. Um, Toronto Pan Am track. Yep. Uh. There's one that's like a really iconic name. Uh, oh, what's the one they had that flat Milton? No, yep. is it Milton? That's the tracks. Milton, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. All right. Uh, <laughs> Crabtree. That's Quebec. Nice oh, try. No, <laughs> really? Yeah, that's oh, Quebec. Um, shit, dog. I don't. I haven't been to many tracks in Ontario. Come on, James, come on, James, get it together. This is Canada. People in Ontario right now are just yelling at you right now. This is Canada. This is your home. This is your home country right now. Get it together one time. Nepean. <sighs> I'll, I'll, give, I'll help you. Nepean in Ottawa. Didn't even know about that one. Okay. Okay. Four. Hit me with the last one. I got nothing. Do you know like Brennan's home track? 
Brandon Arnold. Oh, um, yeah, I do know his. I can't think of the name because when I do these, I panic and I start. Uh, it starts with an Stoville. Yeah, yeah. I should have known that one because that's one that I should have known. It's Brandon's track. All, All right. right, let's get into some quick shots here. All right, we got a ton of these, but uh, that's the game show. Thanks everybody for playing the game show. We actually, yeah, we yeah. got in. Uh, we got a ton of quick shots today. Dude, it's unbelievable. Yeah, we got a lot. Of, we got a lot. Uh, I have ready. I had this a good conversation topic from one of the guys in the messages, but I can't remember where it is, so I can't ask you. But I'll try to find it while we go. Oh, this is a good one from Riker BMX. As a coach, do you find it difficult to personally coach riders that compete against each other in class? It's a good question. I would say no because it, they probably both have something else they something different they need to work on. And like, you're really, you're just trying to help them maximize themselves in training and in racing. So it doesn't actually, doesn't, it's not an issue. And like, I don't know, I worked with PH coach, me and Connor, and we both race each other and it was fine. Like as a, from a racer's perspective. So I don't, I don't personally think it's a problem or an issue. Fair enough. Um, so that was that question from Riker. Yep. Mm -hmm. From Carter Graham. Was the second straight pro sketchy? I mean, it looked pretty sketchy, little, but looks a little. Like I don't want to say like it's not like dangerous, but like a little, a little janky. No, so it's, it's everything's a little sharp, little not very yeah. flowy. Yeah. It's uh, another one from Riker. Do you think the Canadian amateur kids had an advantage Friday night and Saturday with the cold temps? Actually, yes, I will say that because. <laughs> coach brady mitchkey from edmonton he's so used to cold weather dude he was just racing in like a jersey wasn't even wearing a shirt underneath or anything um yeah and i'm wearing four layers and shivering in the stands so i think it's definitely an advantage gotta you're help. used to it gotta help and again, like anything your body's just a little more adapted yep <laughs> uh scott brohagen tori how many funnel cakes did you consume at rockstar also top five carnival foods so at the track, all they really had was carnival foods. Like they had a couple oh. food trucks. I just had, I had a burrito each day. Oh, nice. That must've been good. Top five carnival foods. I mean, I, I love a good, like just good burger and fries. I think is, is my top carnival food. We start talking about food on the show at, when we do these live shows and we haven't had dinner yet. It's the worst time to be talking about food. I'm so hungry right now. The best part is we just, after the end, we're just like, all right, I'm at dinner time. See ya. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> Um, uh, oh, this is a funny um, one. Gotta ask this one. There's a okay. Who, who, this one from Jaden? From Jaden? Yeah. From Jaden Car Alpha. Who would actually win the fight between Cam and Isaac? Depends on if they, if they got down on the ground. I think Isaac seems like a scrapper. I think, uh, I think Cam would be, he'd be quick on his toes though if you had straight boxing. I think Cam would be pretty tough. It seems like agile, you know. Uh, Carson Piper was the door left open? Yes. Yep. From Derek NYR, have Felicia and Alicia squashed their beef? I mean, I think so. I mean, they're just yeah, they're not like I don't think they're friends, but they just they're, yeah, I think it's like fine. Racers race, yeah, they seem fine. Uh, T O Josh Larson, early season title predictions, men and women. Quick pick. Cam the hungry lion. I'll take yours. Oh. And women too, um, uh, at least. Okay, I'll take Felicia for fun. 
from Carson BMX. I saw this one. This is a really good question. On a supercross track, why is the amateur side gate a barrel gate and the pro gate is a flat gate? That's a really good question. It is a good question. I don't I don't know if the reason for for it is what I actually think it is, but my belief has always been the flat gate is just nicer to ride, easier, better. I think the pros like it more. Don't, people don't really like the barrel, but the barrel's safe for the kids. So put this the safe gate for the kids and let us have our pro gate. I think it's a safety thing too. I think from a like a safety standpoint, you probably think with all the amateurs racing, if someone flips, it's way safer if a kid like if it's a barrel gate, which I think is very valid. I don't know why. I don't really know why we don't the pros don't have a barrel gate on the hill. Like I think I don't. I didn't personally like it because aesthetically it doesn't look as good. But there's no real reason you couldn't have it. I think we need to we need to get our guys a pro gate to talk to us to figure this out. You should probably know that. Maybe there might actually be a reason. Maybe it's lighter. Maybe it's easier yeah. to install. Maybe the flat yeah. gate's just better. Uh, next one, Gene Ganson. Are you making that move or taking second? Making the move. Yeah, I'm making the move. Um, uh, uh, oh, this is a good one. From Taylor... Taylor... Actually, thoughts on a disciplinary system for riders who make dangerous moves, like all other forms of racing. Um, yeah, I mean, you could find people, I guess, but I don't know. Like other sports do that quite a bit. Like they're fined or docked points. Like it never seems to happen in BMX. Yeah, I just don't, I don't think we've had a move that requires that, to be honest. I think there actually is probably something like that in place that we just don't know about but when has somebody made a move that requires discipline play oh boy this disciplinary action james get a word out would you've one time you know the two the world cup where kalen finger joris in the last corner in the semi he got fined like 80 bucks or something that's just absurdly low come to think of it the uci does have that they do fines because alex yeah. Tugis got, got fined in the fucking baku that <laughs> <laughs> just remember that that was an awesome one but like this, I wouldn't think anybody should take any, get any action taken on them for any of these moves that happened this weekend. No, it's fine. No, yeah. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just re, re, trying to re-say disciplinary in my head to make sure I know how to say it the next time I have to say it. Is what it is. Um, Kai Altendorf, how many sprints did Jack Davis hit in the last three months? A shit ton. A shit ton. Um, from Ashton Brown BMX, where do you think the next Supercross track will be built? Where do you think there's, there's a couple more in France being built in the U.S. Wow. Though, I don't know. You think in the U. It's kind of weird. There's not more in the U.S. Oh no, I agree too. Yeah, um, there's one. We get, there's hopefully potentially going to be one. Another one built in Canada, Albert uh, Saint Albert Supercross. Oh yeah, 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 yes, yeah, Albert. Yeah. Shout out to them. Hopefully that gets better. That's going to be a windy place to have a Supercross. But shout out, we need oh, more. But I mean, there's a lot of good riders in Alberta, and they need a Supercross hill there. Yeah, they do. So that's going to be huge for them if they get that. Mm -hmm. Uh um. <laughs> The H coach YouTube boxing match between Isaac and Cam make money for BMX pros. That would just be funny. I'm sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> you going or me? Uh, I'll say this one. Well, this one's not a question, but from Hexel Bueno. 
you guys should consider doing a track step-by-step starting ramp, first jump, and so on. I feel like we've done one of those, but we should do that again sometime. What, what does he mean by track step-by-step? Step? I think he means build our track step-by-step. Step. <laughs> no. I have no idea if that's it, but. From M miles 277 why doesn't the GB team race USA races? Because they're just like hermit crabs. They just stay in their, stay in their little home and come out a few times a year to race. It's insane how they do that, hey? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they, I mean, obviously I'm kidding, but I think they, um, they just like to do their thing and train and then peak for World Cups and probably race in European rounds. And that's just what they like to do. They seem to do a pretty good job at it too, hey? Yeah, I mean, probably benefits from some more racing, I think. But. That's true. Uh, from Ronan Beddington, who was the best rider of the weekend? I would say Isaac. That was my initial pick too. Just yeah, based I mean, off. Overall? Yeah. Yeah, I think overall he was the best guy. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um, who do y'all think is going to be elite world champ this year from BMX Indy W7? Uh, I'm going to stick with Kai White. That's my pick. Uh, world champs in Kai White. Yeah, it's hard not to pick Kai, hey? Very difficult not to. I might, I might take Isaac. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, I, mean, I might Cam take gonna be a wild track so yeah uh, good picks that'd be fun all right um we got more i think that's all we got yeah love to hear it all right thanks for listening everyone pro gate europe winning starts at the great gate we um yeah good weekend in houston had a blast um enjoyed talking to people i enjoyed this this recap show good pro racing action looking forward to oldsmar oh by the way i'll be in phoenix this weekend too so if you're in Phoenix, come stop by and say hi. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I'm on circuit, baby. On the tour. Is it a, it's a, it's national. It's just not a pro race. Is that, uh, is that what I'm, is that what I'm here? Yeah. So it's, not, it's the black Mountain national, just not a pro race, which I'm bummed. It's not a pro race. You are on the tour. Dude, I'm on the circuit, baby. It's unbelievable. I love to hear it. Yeah. So if you're in Phoenix, come by and say hi. And hopefully it'll be warmer. It will be cold in the evening tea. Wear a jacket. Yep. Wear a jacket. Amen. So yeah. Hell of a weekend. Hell of a season opener. Love the excitement. Love the show. Looking forward to the next one in Oldsmar for the Pro Series already. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Snap on green. Snap on, snap on green. Well, what's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? Get off my back. <laughs> you have to be fast in the truck. I hate that guy. <laughs>